and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast as well as a brand new year. I hope you all are having a great start and if this is your first time listening, I want to personally say thank you for choosing to join me today. Don't forget to visit sitstillmydaughter.com and see all the free resources available to you such as Bible reading plans and a blog. There is also a place where you can sign up for emails so you never miss a new post. Plus, we are doing a new monthly newsletter called A Quiet Moment that has a short devotional and some other fun things that will encourage your heart and help you focus on growing your walk with the Lord. So be sure to enter your email. I promise your inbox will never be flooded with promotions or products. I have also included a donation link in the show notes for those who would like to support this ministry. There are costs involved with producing a podcast and maintaining a website, and your donation would be a blessing as we continue in our mission to encourage the hearts of women with the truth of God's word. Today, I want to share a true story with you that I found so inspiring. My mom and I enjoy watching films based on true events. A favorite of ours is Iron Will, the story of a 17-year-old boy who signed up for one of the most grueling dog sled races ever so that he could win a $10,000 prize and save the family farm. We both get excited as we watch him win, but one day I thought it would be interesting to see what really happened. After all, we know that when a movie says it's based on true events, there can be a lot of artistic liberty that is taken. As I began to read, I realized there had been quite a few alterations to the story, but what I found was almost more amazing than what the film company had managed to produce. The real Iron Will was actually a 26-year-old man named Fred Hartman. Obviously, Iron Fred didn't have quite the same ring, so I understand why they changed his name. But as for winning the race, Fred was not even close. In fact, he would cross the finish line four hours after his nearest rival did. While that may not be immediately impressive, what grabbed my attention was the fact that 5,000 people had waited in the bitter cold for him to cross that line. Four hours. I could not stop thinking about that. What would possess 5,000 people to wait in the cold for over four hours just to see someone finish a race last? But that's when I realized it. He finished the race. To understand the power of this accomplishment, it helps to know a little bit more about what happened during the race, which was a total of 500 miles over rough terrain that began in Winnipeg and ended in St. Paul, Minnesota. A 10-day race ran in some of the coldest months of the year, January into February. No sooner had the race begun than Fred's lead dog, Cub, was killed, leaving him without a suitable replacement and only four remaining dogs. Instead of having a woe-is-me attitude, Fred chose to take the lead position himself, guiding his dogs on foot. This left him at a sharp disadvantage of winning the race at all, yet he pressed on and almost overnight, this underdog became a hero, an inspiration to the nation. With very little sleep, clothes frozen to his body, and multiple people trying to discourage him from finishing this man, who was described as someone with courage equal to that of the Spartans, was determined to cross the line. The people just couldn't get enough of him. They were so impressed by, quote, his nerve, integrity, and determination. This was the man. 5,000 people waited 
to finish the race. You might ask Sarah, while this story is maybe interesting, I don't understand why you are so excited about it or even bringing it up on the podcast. What does this have to do with learning to sit still? Well, stay with me and I promise to make a point. After I read this story, I couldn't stop thinking about it, especially the fact that 5,000 people stayed in the cold, eagerly waiting to see this young man who they deemed a hero cross the finish line. He, He wasn't a winner. He was not even close to a second or a trailing third. He was the very last person, but it was his name that covered the front page and secured countless interviews. Why? Because as I said earlier, he finished the race. As I contemplated this, something occurred to me. Racers cross a finish line, not a winner's line. Did you realize that? We don't call it a winner's line. If you cross it first, we will give you the title of winner. But every racer who crosses it is a finisher. My mind thought about what we have been called to do. We are to finish our course, not to win it, finish it. Fred Hartman had every reason to quit. His lead dog died. He had little sleep and almost no chance of winning, yet he pressed on toward the finish line. No one would have blamed him if he had chosen not to continue. But he won the heart and utter respect of the people because he did. There is something in us that we we just can't help but admire a person who perseveres. We love hearing stories of people who refuse to quit no matter what. And in fact, our Bible has many who did just that. Joseph was committed to serving and fearing God no matter if he was in a pit or a prison. David wrote beautiful psalms while being chased by a mad king. Job refused to curse God even as he sat in ashes and was covered by boils. These stories inspire us because they remind us to keep going no matter what. To finish the race God has called us to. The world may look at us and think we have lost our minds, but inwardly they also look on in wonder as they see us rise again, take another step, fall, and rise once more. Fred Hartman was congratulated at the end of the race by attorney James Hickney for his gameness, endurance, and true sportsmanship. He also said Fred Hartman stands alone. That is high praise indeed and makes me think of words I long for one person to say to me as I finish my race and enter my eternal home. Well done. Though good, and faithful servant. Now I know life can be difficult. Like Fred, we will suffer loss, experience pain, and have days when it is all we can do just to put one foot in front of the other. We will hear Satan whisper, why bother? Is it really worth all you're going through? Why don't you just quit? But my friend, it is worth it. Fred was willing to endure it all just so he could cross the finish line, to know that he had finished the race no matter what, and we can do the same. But in order to do this, we must keep our eyes turned upward, focused on finishing our race, and remember who will be there to greet us, not just those who have gone on before us, but our very own Savior, Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. And I promise that seeing him will make everything worthwhile. We have just entered a new year. You could say a new lap on the race. And I pray that we will all keep moving forward so that we can say with Paul, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Now, before we wrap up today's episode, I want to add one more thing. As we run this race of faith, 
Let's be mindful of those around us. Fred Hartman was determined to finish his race, even though some told him he should quit. But there were times when he was met with people who came out to cheer him on. How encouraging that must have been to his weary body and soul. We should seek to do the same for our fellow racers. It doesn't take much to say a kind or encouraging word to someone, and it could make a big difference. We all know that this race will have difficult hills and valleys, but when we come alongside each other with a smile, a hug, or a speech, it can make those obstacles a little easier. I pray that this year we will stay the course, keep our faith, fight a good fight, and be kind to others. Have a wonderful day, my friends, and don't forget to dwell in the quiet place. Thank you.